September 5, 2014. Western claims to have honestly expropriated Ukraine from Russia have used a few historical whoppers for pseudo-legalistic assertions of a right of annexation of Ukraine and Crimea to independent-slash-Western-affiliated status. The 1975 Helsinki Accord that included the agreement between NATO and the Soviet Union to not change national borders through force is an example. HTTP colon slash slash n dot wikipedia dot org slash wiki slash Helsinki underscore accords hash signatory underscore states. When the Helsinki Accord was signed Crimea and Ukraine were Russian as they had been with a few intervals for centuries. After decades of sanctions and Star Wars the Soviet communist government bit the dust. All were glad that President Gorbachev's glasnost and perestroika started a cascade of commercial and political changes to end the Stalinist variety of communism that most hated everywhere except for select establishment organizational persons benefiting from the power of tyranny, and the end of the evil empire occurred mostly bloodlessly, yet the transition to a post-Soviet new Russian order was difficult with uncertain course. Governing institutions and establishments affiliated are generally reluctant to change modus operandi or modus vivendi. The Cold War establishment roles were well known the West found it easier to return to a Cold War role model inherited from prior generations than to evolve a good working relationship with Russia. After digesting the Eastern European nations that were given up at the end of the Soviet Union the West's appetite for more of weak and Russia looked toward Ukraine and Crimea. It is an historical point that gaining a Pyrrhic victory that ends up costing more than staying out of conflict is better avoided. Conflict with Russia over Ukraine especially eastern Ukraine and Russia's vital Dnepr River barge traffic corridor for transport of commodities, one barge is worth 200 truckloads, can harm the West's commercial and security interests significantly. Finding new ways to have mutual peace and prosperity is a political method the West avoids to its monomaniacal drive for litigation and conflict as litigation through other means. Another fiction used by the West is that of Soviet or Russian history in occupation of Eastern Europe and the Baltic states at the end of the Second World War. The false impression is commonly given that naked Soviet aggression took those states through force and that is a perfect lie. The Soviet Union captured Eastern Europe in counterattacking against the Nazis who had invaded Russia slash the Soviet Union. The Russians slash Soviets kicked the Nazi butts all the way to the Baltic all the way to Berlin and it cost them tens of millions of dead Russians. The Russians liberated the Balkans from the Nazis to in long, bloody war. The battles of Stalingrad and Leningrad were famously epic, bloody things of which innumerable movies and documentaries have been made. If the United States had experienced that sort of conflict, how soon would the United States give back those captured territories and trust their former enemies or their political cohabitants? It took the Soviet-slash-Russians about 50 years to give back Eastern Europe and let it become independent. The United States had built up a vast arsenal of nuclear weapons with multiple re-entry warheads with a slight advantage over the more numerous Soviet-Russian warheads in quality though the Soviets had more ICBMs overall. After the Helsinki Accords and SALT tax the United States continued on development of new weapons technology debatably flanking the ABM treaty that limited anti-ballistic missile development to basically just Moscow and Washington DC, we should have selected Pittsburgh instead. That was a lot of force to apply to the evil empire to change its borders. When the Cold War ended with the Soviet Empire disappearing by a signature of Boris Yeltsin there was no lawful government following it up. There probably should have been some sort of conservatorship applied by an international power to secure integral Russian lands such as Ukraine and Crimea in order to plainly differentiate them from lands that formerly were independent powers and not part of the Soviet sphere of influence until 1945 or later. It is notable that the Soviet Union never formally annexed those Warsaw Pact nations it had captured from the Nazis in 1944-45. 
plainly promulgating confusion and historical falsehood putting Ukraine and Crimea into the same political category as Poland and Lithuania, Estonia, Latvia and Czechoslovakia in order to justify the expropriation of formerly integral parts of Russia is disingenuous. With such ordinary ignorance of history in America and perhaps Europe of Russian history the inertial characteristic of incapability of viewing historically objectively contemporary history included, is strong. That ignorance seriously damages Western political veracity and competence in addressing real political issues that would find a righteous settlement to contentious issues, such as Ukraine. Assuring Russian right to navigate the Dnepr River and have barge access from its heartland farmlands to the world is a basic, non-negotiable point. It is also well known that Britain has had a problem with Russia since Ivan the Terrible kicked out Sir Hugh Willoughby and Richard Chancellor after they sailed to Murmansk in the first British voyage around the Kola Peninsula. John Paul Jones worked for the Russian not the British Navy, after the American Revolutionary War. http colon slash slash n dot wikipedia dot org slash wiki slash Richard underscore Chancellor. Muslim fundamentalism, market fundamentalism and socialist fundamentalism are all threats to democracy and free enterprise globally. Each ism seeks global power. Capitalism differs from democracy as royalty differs from Islam's Dar al-Islam. Cessationism is another point to consider I acknowledge it has good and bad connotations regardless of one's opinion about it. America's Republican and Democrat parties are two sides of the coin of corporatism. Democrats take the queer, abortionist side of corporatism while Republicans are the military, fake conservative branch of corporatism. Neither are moral conservatives obviously, and the media including Rush Limbaugh fall into those two corporatist sects. Market fundamentalists are superficial and non-objective on historical reasoning while the Democrat branch thinks international relations are best accomplished with drone shots and queering things up. Britain has for hundreds of years been involved with European land battles to expand markets. That is as natural as breathing for them. British interest in the Ukraine would be antipathetic to any Russian sovereignty over it. President Bill Clinton an Anglophile Rhodes Scholar who lived at Oxford with Hillary smoking dope but not inhaling, interacted substantially with Boris Yeltsin and in the year the USA was launching cruise missile and aircraft sorties on the former Yugoslavia got the weak Boris Yeltsin to sign away the Ukraine in a deal no subsequent Russian president would ever accept. It was a bridge to far a part of Russia removed like it was a formerly independent nation of Eastern Europe that would be a bone of contention and a divisive wedge to destroy the peaceful development and trust between Russia and the West that would grow for decades. Allowing the wedge to develop, that rift to widen would harm the economy and security of the West for decades, especially as it could end the cooperation of Russia and the West in the battle to contain Muslim political expansion through terror a fundamental component of the Mohammedan creed. February 15, 2015 It is difficult to keep a nation or a family together. Abraham Lincoln did that for the USA when the threat to ordinary citizens of the First People's Democracy seemed greater if the House was divided to let global aristocrats dismantle it entirely defeating America in economic detail. Russian President Vladimir Putin is trying to keep traditional Russia together with the same degree of resistance from financially aristocratic leaders of the West. The misinformed and bullying Obama administration policy of developing war upon Slavic Russians of eastern Ukraine descended from Middle and Eastern Slavs is also a proxy tool for Anglo-aggression against Russia. Ruling elites sometimes move inertially forward within a political bubble of social solipsism failing to comprehend the history and vital interests of others. A sycophantic broadcast media may blow the warm smoke of pomp and circumstance up a politician's ass. Since the First World War England has been America's master to the US blaster politically speaking when Thunderdome policies present to recover lost power of the British Empire. For the USA it is an irresponsible policy inimical to US national security interests. 
one may roll back the clock to find Brits attacking at Sevastopol or Chancellor being expelled from Russia and forget the Russian rollback of Nazis across the broad eastern front of the Second World War, yet one ought to remember that Grand Prince Oleg of Kievan Rus, after taking the title in 882, took co of the Lower Dnepr. As the historian Melvin Wren commented he cleared the water road from the Baltic to the Black Sea. The Dnepr remains a vital Russian interest in spite of Bill Clinton's plundering of Ukraine from a drunken President Yeltsin. In order for the Russian people to have given up their ancestral homeland in anything but a shyster's court fashion a referendum would have needed to have been held at least seven years after the coercive pressures of regime change under external threat and pressure had been achieved and a new stability developed. As it was President Clinton took advantage of Russian disarray and of a drunk leader to accomplish what the imperial German leadership accomplished with Vladimir Lenin during the First World's War relinquishment of the Ukraine under pressure and for support in taking over. Russians will not for generations forget that Kiev is their ancestral homeland and the Dnepr River their first core commercial highway. Though the United States leadership may wish to battle upon Russians with proxies in the Ukraine that policy of dividing Europe will not be a satisfactory long-range policy and is likely to be abandoned by future U.S. presidents, yet even if it were not a war and enmity for several generations of no necessity to gravity select Wall Street Harvard financial insiders and 10 Downing Street is wrong. Consider the sentiment if Brits were forced to give up the Thames, Chinese the Yangtze River, Americans the Potomac or Mississippi. What if Massachusetts were backed into a corner, stripped of their dirty salmon-deficient rivers and sold into wage slavery. Would they like that? Like global warming Americans must have a change of heart to reach a righteous policy. If global warming may be compared to sin, the United States must not fool itself in believing that it will evolve away from sin over time because of the bad long-term effects. Instead it must have a complete change of heart and stop sinning today, tearing out heat-absorbing asphalt highways, building electric transport infrastructure without producing greenhouse gases and so forth. It must will itself with the providence of God to being a new energetic creation. Oleg's successor was Igor A. son of the Viking founder of the Rurik dynasty that ruled over the Slavs of the region at their request in the beginning to provide security for Slavic commercial establishments. Igor's ancestors later ruled in Moscow too. Grand Prince Vladimir of Kiev, baptized in 988, fought in the Crimean Peninsula and brought Christianity to his empire. One of his sons, Yaroslav ruled in Novgorod at the northern end of the water road the United States seeks to expropriate entirely from the Rus. When Vladimir dies in 1005 the succession was unclear and conflict between brothers ensued. Yaroslav who came to be known as Yaroslav the Wise emerged to rule the Rus and Slavs of the Dnepr Empire from Novgorod to the Crimean Peninsula. Yaroslav promulgated laws known as Ruskaya Pravda Russian Justice. Politicians of Washington, D.C. find it acceptable these days to trample on the heritage of countless generations of peoples because they have the pure military power to do so. Yet in so doing they set back for generations the reputation of the United States for pursuing justice rather than power in the expropriation of lands and possessions. In failing to at least share the Dnepr with Russia U.S. leadership is establishing enmity and a wedge that will act to undermine U.S. security for generations. It does not simply need to achieve a short-term victory with superior military power and the little nation will hush up so homosexual marriage can be established and Christianity marginalized. This power of God is against the wicked. God's power will not be the sinner's shield to defend him, but a sword to wound him. God's power will bind the sinner in chains. His power serves to revenge the wrong done to his mercy. He will be almighty to damn the sinner. Now, in what condition is every unbeliever? God's power is engaged against him and it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. H.E.B. 1031. Thomas Watson, Divinity Page 78. Russia has a history of principalities ruled by a central grand prince later evolving to become named a czar.
When Kievan domination evolved and gave way to rule in Novgorod in the 13th century and while Mongols were invading the Moskva River frontier had a fort a Kreml built on it that was initially sacked by Mongols, yet on the frontier Moscow emerged as a commercial center and was a better jumping-off point to resist Mongol invaders. Eventually Alexander Nevsky appointed a son to rule in Moscow. In time the Principality of Moscow became the power center over the principalities of Kiev, Novgorod, and Lithuania. Centuries of war to keep Russian lands free of Mongol invaders, Muslims, Germans, Poles and Brits followed to the present day more or less. Into that history President Obama boldly goes forth where no US president was rash enough to go before and engage the USA on the wrong side of a millennium-long battle for Slavs to be free of oppressors in the Eurasian conflict zone of striving and suffering for freedom. It is quite possible that with the example of the American left entirely supporting what is in effect a war of conquest by the post-Cold War West upon implicit Russian lands for the benefit of foreign financial aristocrats that the European left will take a turn to the right realizing what a lot of hypocritical killers the American left are supporting aggressive wars through other means to conquer historically Russian national lands. Wrong value theory and existential historical logic will not well serve the American left. Europeans and others may learn that in order to force corrupt moral and political values on others a strong central government able to override the objections of affiliated states to homosexual marriage is undesirable. Too strong of a central government destroys the individual states as laboratories of democratic expression and compels them to submit to corrupting federal judicial decisions or chief executives will to wage unjust wars of expansion. New federations of nations of the future will learn from the tragic lessons of the United States I would think, yet of course foreign nations and states may be as gullible as those of the USA and repeat the failures of the past. The political natural balance will not be achieved until Moscow at least shares the Dnepr River with whatever predators of the West are there at any given time. 1. Restarting the Cold War, Poem. 28 Jan.2015. Cold War Enigma. A fuel cell power plant. Silhouetted shadows deepen. Concrete Soviet blocks built to the west. Waterfront plots around dark pools. Research firms mining dissident ideas. Corporatists, communists, advanced telecommunications networks. Ad hoc ideas for consolidating absolute power. Without Stalin or delay. Ants scurry along networks of varicose pipelines. Innumerable jobs working underground. Exhausting reproductive economic cycles of guns and butter. Working jobs of field crafts. Attacking rotting fruit producing mountains of molehills. Freely in trade. For dusty twits, trime and singularity. Raptor rhyme of ancient mariner. Syncopated with blackened lips. Parched through waves of verdant decline. Expanses of revolutionary warps of the old school. With new tools of gathering power where trillions of stealth drones lurk in dark space. Like whirlwinds of logic sold as slaves to evolution. A doctrine for combat ops droning on. As corporals of industry de-adveloping time. Clouds restoring defeat from victory's jaw. Disappear while peaceful ice crystals melt away. Quietly tickling down to silent spring sanctions. In a non-renewable river flow breaking up empires. Where deposits from borderlands build banks.